0: Oh <laughs> Wait. wait. Wow, he's so wretched?
1: Hi y'all and welcome to the first episode of the table. My name is Isaac and I use he him his and gender neutral pronouns and why don't you come and take a seat with us? <laughs> No, yes, clap, because we have been struggling through this intro part. Um, Cassie, do you want to introduce yourself, friend?
0: Hello, hello, lovely humans. My name is Cassie Osei. I'm joining my great friend here, Isaac, on the table or in the table. Are we
1: on the table or are we in the table? I thought we were sitting next we're to sitting the table. The table. We're sitting at the table. We're sitting at the table, too. At the table. I mean, we can do whatever we want to on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we
0: are a mess, y'all. Anyways, uh, my name is Cassiose. I go by she, her, hers pronouns. I am a first-year, first-semester PhD student at the University of Kansas at the School of Public Affairs and Administration.
1: Yes. So, let's get into what the table is. Mm. So, the table is a brainchild that I've had for a very long time. Where I was thinking about ways to get closer to my friends and also put out content into the world that was like healthy and informative and helpful to the greater discourse of everything. Because like Mm -hmm. nobody wants to sit around and just like look at CNN all the time. And I think it's fun to have conversations with people who don't usually get to be at the center of the conversations. And especially people like us who are MSW, like public administration, like. Grad school people who are just trying to like figure stuff out, but we have all these opinions and all these ideas that we can share with each other, but like nobody else gets to hear. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like the way that I think the world would be better is if people actually listen to the people who have ideas or are part of the groups that are being disenfranchised and stuff like that. But like we have to make it fun too, because like why would we want to do this and be sad the whole entire right. time? Mm-hmm. So. The table is gonna be fun, but we're gonna have conversations where people agree and disagree, but we're all gonna have fun while we're doing it. So we have to talk about the segments. And the segments are because we're at a table and Mm. we're sitting at the table, which we have decided. So feed me, nigga. Yes. I will (laughs) feed you. Look, we got food. We got appetizers.
0: Ooh. Tell me more.
1: We got the main dessert. Ooh. Ooh, the main wow, of (laughs) course. I meant the main said the main dessert, because the dessert is at the end, but Listen, it is also a segment, I which you guys will first. hear and experience and eat, because I'm going to feed it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, food. <laughs> anyway, let's start with the appetizer. Mm-hmm. So, the appetizer is where I ask my guest questions that I want to know about them, and we can go from there. So, Cassie, my friend. Yes, auntie. I have a question for you. Lay it on me. All right, I got you. Hold on. Come on through, Daddy. <laughs> Literally, people are going to hate us. Um, <laughs> Screaming <in time>. and. <laughs> What's your favorite thing, and why?
0: Okay, so to give you a little backstory into what that is, I'll tell you a little bit more about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to the U.S from Ghana, West Africa. So I lived in the US as an immigrant for about 13, 14 years. And as you can imagine, the hardship that comes with not being able to seek help where I need help just because of fear of deportation. Um, So living in the US has really been difficult because that's where uh, I don't have family, which is my favorite thing. Um, Most of my family is in Ghana, West Africa right now. The only people I have here. Are my sister who is first gen u.s born and then my mother who is still trying to figure out what the fuck the us is today yeah so that's real and i mean i'm yes. trying to
1: figure it out and i have lived here my whole life so <laughs> i just <Look>. don't know <laughs>
0: but here we are and that is my favorite thing family
1: mm-hmm. do you want to know my favorite thing cassie tell me my favorite thing is mm. food Ooh. i really like food what kind of food you know All the food. All the food. No, um, actually. (laughs) (laughs) um, No, I don't think about this often, but, like, my favorite thing is my dogs. Like, I went home this weekend, and I don't go home as much as I need to, probably. But, like, I go home, and I always realize, like, what it feels like to have, like, fur friends around or, like, fur (laughs) family around. And so I went home, and my my dog, his name is Axel. He is a, um, what do you call it? Uh, boxer pit bull mix and he's a big he's just like this big like docile thing that I like it's almost like think of like like what do you call them um the dinosaurs with the really long necks I don't know
0: bronchosaurs
1: yeah 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 that one the one with the B that (laughs) one um it's like that like imagine that Yeah. but like a dog. I don't know how to describe it. But anyway, he was just like, it was so good to be around him and just like feel off of his yeah. energy. Like he has no cares in the world. He cares about me more than I care about him. And like, it's very, like it's very prominent. Like a fucked up relationship. Right. Like, I mean, it's a dog though. Like I'm his whole entire world. So I come home and he's like super excited and he like jumps on me. And like all the time I'm like, man, I wish I was appreciated like this for all the time. But it's like, I don't know how to like explain to somebody that I want to be loved like the way my dog loves me. I don't know how to say that to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine me on a first date and being like, oh, yeah, like, I'm really just looking for the love and affirmation that my dog gives me in a human. And then people will be like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> like, imagine that. Nice. We Maybe all I should start bad. doing that and opening that up in dates. Like, oh, what are you looking for? I want somebody to love me the way my Ooh. dog does. I'm going to put that on my Tinder profile. <laughs> 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 I'm doing that right now. Oh, my God. Ooh. That was a that was a moment. Okay. So what is your favorite color?
0: My favorite color is red all right. because it is fierce it is mm. sexy all it right. is bold actually take that back candy apple red oh yes that's a different specificity color. bitch specificity make it clear clear ah. <laughs> yes so candy apple red because it is bright bold sexy fierce passionate all things that are me
1: <laughs> hold on hold on wait 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 how do you end that my phone just went off like it <laughs> ah. <laughs> y'all I hate myself um but um how do you end it oh punctuation mics like this you got to hit it like a, yeah, you got to
0: hit on, it with on, a
1: situation.
0: <laughs> 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 oh my <Hot> god! mess. <laughs> we have to, wait, we have to revive this. <laughs> no, we're going to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to
1: stop What is my favorite color? I don't know. I don't know what my favorite color is. Yes, I do. I have five favorite colors. It is olive. olive. One of them is olive because it looks really good on my skin tone. And I am like a centered bitch. I only center myself when it comes to the way I think of colors. And Mm -hmm. olive looks really good on me. And I know it's getting colder, so I'm going to have to switch to like burgundy. But Mm -hmm. burgundy looks good on me too. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to have to wear all of them. Mm -hmm. And I only like the colors that look good on me. Yes. um, So my next question for you, Cassie. Is, why do you think we are friends?
0: Because we are the same person. <laughs> yes. So let me tell bad. y'all a quick backstory <gasps> about how Isaac and I met. This is a good story. Um, we have been biffles, biffles. for... <laughs> biffles. Biffles. For a little over a month now. Um, so I moved to Kansas from Boston just for school. And, you know, shout out to Professor Shannon Portillo, who hosted a People of Color brunch at her home. I was the first one there, didn't know anybody. People started coming through. Isaac rolled in, rolled in deep with a buddy. With a buddy? <laughs> with one other person? Because rolling person.
1: deep is like two in Lawrence, <laughs> Kansas. But uh,
0: but he came through, and this nigga wore a white tee, olive pants. Come on, olive. And olive did look good on him. Push through, yes. olive. Okay, fine. <laughs> and we hit it off, talking about Game of Thrones, talking about anime. And it was like I met my better half.
1: Not your better, my half. better half? Shut up. Yes. Don't say that. Yeah. You're better than me. <laughs> Don't do this. Cassie, we can not My do complimentary
0: this. half. How about that? Okay,
1: that's good because okay. I'm, look, I'm trying to tell you, people be like, I see you're doing so well. I'm like, I feel like I am a shiny trash can. But you know what? <laughs> like, bitch, you shine. I'm shining. Shining, 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 shining. shining yeah. yeah. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah, shout out to Beyonce, <laughs> Jay Z, and DJ Kill DJ Khaled. <laughs> Khaled. Khaled. I, Khaled. I mean, his name is DJ Khaled, but Khaled. I feel like that's like, I feel like this is like weeds right now, but like, like something I think <laughs> about weed. often is like how like people like whitewash like certain names. And True. I feel like Khaled like in itself is very whitewashed. So I don't know how to even say his name. Khaled. See. <laughs> 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 like, I like, see, I was like about to Khaled. try. I, tr- I was about to try, <laughs> okay. and it was gonna be really bad. and I didn't want these people on this, or <laughs> the end of this. Like, I didn't want their ears he is he is he is to hurt. Why is he trying it? He's problematic. <laughs> I don't want people to like. I just don't want to be problematic. <laughs> though. Oh my god! Sorry, y'all. We're, we're a hot don't... mess right now. Let's take a break and pull ourselves back together. <laughs> All right. So we can finish this on out. Okay. All right. And we're back. So, right now we are at the segment called "Dinner is Served," where we talk about a topic that we both kind of came up with or something that i really wanted to talk to cassie about um which is being a grad student while being black so grad schooling while black is what i would like to call this but we're both grad students trying to figure out and navigate um pwi right now and um so that's the only experience we can really talk to because we know that there are like very different kinds of schools that are specific to people's races and ethnicities and cultures. So, and religions, let's not forget about religion. Um, but um, so we're gonna talk about that. So to start us all off, um, what are the biggest challenges of being black at a PWI in your opinion, Cassie?
0: Well, for me, um, it was, it all started just recognizing or trying to recognize that I belong in a PWI. Um, and we may probably talk about that a little later, but imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. really just wrestling with I belong here based on merit mm-hmm. when others may be thinking I'm here based on affirmative action policy. Because I did go to a kind of prestigious uh, university before I moved to KU and you know, I've, I've kind of wrestled with what that means for me, um, and also in terms of navigating PWIs while black, it's also wrestling with my uh, cultural identity. So, I lived in Boston, went to a university in Boston, and there is a little bit of tension between black American students and African students. Um, It's something that's not really spoken of uh, much within our black circles itself. Um, You know, we talk about colorism and misogyny and misogynoir, what that looks like, but also we don't discuss um, the interracial differences between us or interethnic differences between us and what that means. So um, I don't know if you saw maybe a few weeks ago how Cornell's black students at Cornell wanted to speak out against um, admissions, the way in which they accept African students over black American students, what that means for black students who want to get up in higher education but are overlooked for African students. So I always wrestled with having that identity, how others saw me, what that means for me. And then lastly, um, oh, shit, I close my nose, my bad,
1: y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we out here trying to make a way. yeah. And lastly,
0: I'm trying to prove my blackness. So Mm. in a PWI, Mm. you know, you're kind of clumped in with all the black kids. And while that is happening, there may not be many of you, but there seems to be, at least in my view, there seems to be like a competition for who is the blackest in Mm -hmm. that PWI space. So it's always a competition to prove your blackness. And this, this even is at any, not just at universities, but at any PWI from high school, mm-hmm. um, colleges, all those things. Sure, so. I think I went through it in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Damn.
1: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, like, thought about it. That flashback middle was hard. Middle school was dramatic. <laughs> oh, my God. Lord. <laughs> my gosh.
0: Uh, yeah, those are my, I guess, three big challenges.
1: Yeah, that's real. I think I really want to, like, dive into the... um African versus black student experience because, mm-hmm. like, I think about that often. I went to, um, before I came to KU, I went to a pretty prestigious, like, school in Oklahoma. And um, it was it was fascinating because we had such a large, um, like, um, international population. Mm-hmm. So um, with that came, like, I think we had, like, primarily, like, Angolan, Ghanaian, and Nigerian mm-hmm. students. And... It was really fascinating the way that they, like, like did community different than the way that black students did community yeah. because it was that, like, dichotomy of, like, if you're this kind of, like, if you're this much black, you can fit in with these people. And if you're, like, bougie black, you can sit over here. Right. And if you're, like, nerdy black, you can figure out what you're doing because you can't be, you can't sit at none of these tables. Like, you don't wear pink. You can't do it. <laughs> and so... I tended to hang out with everybody because that's who I am as a person. I'm a Mm -hmm. social butterfly by, like, necessity. But, um, (laughs) like, not by choice, by necessity. But um, it was... It's really fascinating that you bring up, like, or not fascinating, but interesting that you bring Mm -hmm. that up because, like, I had a really close friend um, who was in undergrad with me, and they were Nigerian. Mm -hmm. I hope that was right. I could be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. Anyway, but... um, We talked about it because we were talking about Blavity, which Blavity is, like, Mm -hmm. my pet peeve. But, like, they were talking about... um, They wrote an article in response to um, the African diaspora kind of thing. There was, like, another article that people were talking about African diaspora Mm -hmm. and how black people can culturally appropriate African culture. Mm -hmm. And then there was an article that responded to that, and then there was, like, this huge debate between, like, African students and black students. And I'm sitting there just, like... Living your best life, but can it not be both and? Before I knew the phrasing of both and, but um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's really let's like we can go there or we can go wherever we want to go because like we can talk about the challenges. more. I don't know what to. Well, do now. let me
0: let me speak to what you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, culturally appropriating African culture. Let's do that, okay? Um, or specific cultures from African countries because Mm Africa is not a country. It is a continent. Let them know. (laughs) Um, So I will speak to my Ghanaian heritage um, directly because that's what I know. That's my experience. Um, I came from a very traditional Ghanaian home. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that when church happened, we had to throw on the African gowns, the head wraps, um, when there is a special occasion, the kente cloths came out, usually during weddings. Um, we wore beads and sold beads, traded beads as a form of currency, things like that. And I understand the importance of black Americans trying to reconnect with their roots in Africa. But, and this is what I have been told from my own family, when they see black Americans wearing what is for them that something traditional, something personal, It's it almost is insulting. Mm. Because you can't mm-hmm. just wear it and think, oh, it's cute, so I'm going to wear it. But it has significance, cultural significance. Um, using the kente cloth, for example, that has been... Capitalism has been all over the kente cloth. China
1: is making that shit now. China is capitalizing <laughs> off the of kente cloth like Listen. they owned it and made it themselves. And... We could go. We literally we could go there, but. oh, God. And kente cloth uh, is actually expensive. Quality kente yes. cloth is
0: several hundred dollars.
1: No, my stole, like you know how like all the yeah. um, black students usually, if you have a BSU, right. like you get that kente cloth stole. Right. And I was confused on why that John was like seventy five dollars. I was like, um, am I getting this for free? Because I am not paying Listen. for I am just absolutely. I not got one for that. my college graduation. My mom was like, "What is that?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said, man, that's my graduation store. Hey, graduation store. Hey, you tell me that? She was pissed. I was like, oh. I was like this. She said, no, don't accept that. Don't
1: mind
0: yeah. that. She not was not into boy. it. So I think um, I find it beautiful that black people want to reconnect with their roots. That is mm-hmm. great. Find out where you're from and rep it. But also understand the cultural significance behind everything that you wear. Um, whatever you choose to take from countries. I know we talk a lot of shit about white people appropriating black culture, but we need to look in the mirror sometimes. What are we appropriating from other cultures? So.
1: Come on. I know that Come it's
0: going to be some arguments with this statement that I just made. But look, you know
1: what? But it is. Find like we, me and try to read me. Oh, <laughs> try and <to> read me. <laughs> You're going to open it up and realize page one, chapter one. Is above your reading level. Mm. Look, most people start reading at a fifth grade level. Ooh. That's all people. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> when you read my book? I'm a twelfth grade. I'm a college graduate. Get read me normally. <laughs> Try and find me and read my book. Can't even find my book. Woo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 Woo. Okay. That's so. Mess. My other question, my follow-up question to the initial, um, what's the biggest challenges of being black and uh, being at a PWI, specifically Mm -hmm. KU in this instance? But I know we've navigated PWIs for a while now.
0: (laughs) I will say, though, KU is unlike any other PWI that I've been to. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been at PWIs in very urban settings, from Chicago to Boston, and Kansas is its own place and whiteness there is unlike any other that i've ever experienced so i don't know how to navigate it. i will say that
1: Uh, i can handle these urban
0: motherfuckers right but put me in the setting that i'm in
1: okay we literally like every single other conversation i have in my life we Mm -hmm. have literally ran off in seven different directions and i love it i live for it every single time
0: but let's stay on track (laughs) but let's stay on track
1: um so how have you adapted or assimilated or just simply struggled through navigating pwis? I continue to struggle mm-hmm. that's how I navigate constant constant <laughs> space. constant
0: space um, but I also try to find the people that I can connect with to just, unwind because it is stressful just existing in this world and existing in a PWI yeah. um, and I just sometimes gotta find my people to be like yo, let's, let's chill, let's smoke, let's drink let's hang out, let's do whatever let's twerk a little bit, but not hey. with the white people let's twerk correctly let's twerk correctly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where your ass actually moves
1: oh my god <laughs> 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 you know, there was no false. Yeah. That was not a fairy tale, that, A lie mm-hmm. or a fallacy. Um, so we to <laughs> keep on moving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I guess I can speak to that, too. Um, I think I've been in all three of those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience, because I've grown up in PWIs. I've mm-hmm. never been outside of a PWI. Um, I thought I was going to try and be outside of a PWI, and then I realized I can't even actually navigate, like, um, or yeah. MP, uh, not MPHCs. HBCUs. And, um... That was like, that was yeah, like not being able to figure out that you can navigate either. Like once you're so ingrained in a PWI, you can't yeah. go outside of it because it's like you almost like adapt so hard to like, like code switching and stuff like that. Once you right. get into a space where you don't have to do it no more, you're like, so I don't, know I, what don't to do. I don't have to don't. speak no. like white people right now. Like I'm like, right? wait, wait, we're in a meeting and the dean just like dropped like slang. Hold on, wait, pulled out a black and mild. <laughs> like some. Literally, people are over here like rolling a joint on a textbook, like, and they're not, and they're black and they're not going to jail. What is happening? What oh, this is no way a representation
0: of HBC. This is not. It's we really just talking isn't. trash.
1: But it's it's almost like this like it's this own culture shock and going yeah. to an HBC like me being so close to Langston University mm-hmm. and like I decided, this is funny. This is a really good story. So I went to uh, Migos concert at Langston University because they had brought Migos and. I drove from Tulsa mm-hmm. in my uppity white people's school. And I was, like, going down there with my black friends. I'm like, we're going to go to this Migos concert. It's going to be lit. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there was a period where I had to crawl underneath people to get into the entrance because there was a fight going on outside and they weren't letting people in quick enough so people were fighting outside. And I was like, I just came here to see Migos. I didn't even, I don't know what's going on here. I'm so scared. And like, crawled my way into the building because I was like, take my money. I just want to watch the Migos. I just want to watch the Migos. And like, But it was, like, so lit, and I felt the culture in the surrounding areas, and, like, I would love to have gone to Langston, but the University of Tulsa made me, like, fearful. Like, I was just like, oh, this is so, so scary, but, like, realizing, like, if I, not necessarily if I went back to, like, where I grew up at or where my grandparents are located, but, like, I know how to navigate blackness. It's not hard for me to navigate blackness, Mm -hmm. so for me to be like, I'm around all these black people, and I don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. like that's what PWIs do to you, like you assimilate yeah. so hard that like sometimes it's so hard to get back to where you're at exactly. and so, you know, I had to make a very hard choice my junior year of college to be like, you know what, assimilating or adapting to this is not going to work Like mm-hmm. I can do it to get what I need but like it's for the birds, it like genuinely yeah. is for the birds chicken hands to be exact <laughs> um, why am I like this y'all <laughs> uh, oh God! So, um, so, my next question for you, Cassie, is what kind of microaggressions have you faced being black in graduate school?
0: Um. Well, a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: really? Uh, hey, what oh my goodness. God! Let me tell you more. Um, it's not just being black, but being a black woman, um, being a black queer woman. Mm. Um, Make it clear. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> Listen, navigating all those spaces with all these identities makes it so much harder. Um, you have professors who use the pronoun guys to address everyone. When mm, it's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not a guy. You can say everyone. You can say everybody, but don't count me in with that. Right. Um, you have professors who look at me. Sometimes I'm the only black student in a lot of my classes, and they'll expect me to speak up for my whole entire race. And It's like, I don't know my, everything about my whole entire race. I barely know yeah, enough race about Race is myself. a social contrast.
1: Right. Co- construct. Excuse I'm me. In, and it looks different everywhere I go. I don't even know about myself. How am I supposed Listen, to Listen, I'm still trying
0: to grow into who I am because right. I don't know half uh. the time. Um, Shout out to them 20-somethings. Lord, I'm be afraid when I leave that.
1: <laughs> when you hit 30 and you're still <laughs> a 20-something and <are> you're confused. <laughs> What is life? Oh God. But yeah, that's yeah. Great. It's just a lot
0: of microaggressions that come with holding multiple identities and being in white spaces that don't understand what it means to be intersectional. Mm-hmm. Um, always having to not necessarily teach, but get used to white people saying dumb shit in classrooms and not understanding why the shit that they say is dumb. And then not
1: controlling yourself enough because you have to control yourself to not go off on them the way that you want to exactly you have to choose like i have a like literally i feel like this is something that happens in academia and like in professional settings yes where you have to like curate your clap back like you want to cuss them out the best way you know how right but you have to sit there and be like you know the discourse that you are setting in this particular instance is not indicative to the higher education of my experience Mm. or anybody who looks like me. Mm. And people are like, where did those words come out of what Mm mouth? And, like, honestly, I just wanted to be like, you ain't shit, ho. And, like, this is the reason why what you said is dumb as shit. And, like, just go off, like, the way I want to. But, like, I'm just going to be painted as an angry black man or, like, some type of, like, caricature. Like, it's going to, like, mess itself up. But, like, ugh. Literally, yeah. like, those, like, professional clapbacks. My life. Uh, like, per your last email. Per your last email. <laughs> I use that a lot. <laughs> Why are we like this? Yes. Come on, making culture out of the struggle. Yes. Because that's what we do. Lord. Um... What am I supposed to ask you? I got a whole lot of time
0: listening to these questions. I don't even know
1: what I want to talk about. The best anything. thing about being black at a PWI? What is the best thing about being, being black. black? Being black. Being black, black, black.
0: blackity black, black, black. black. Black,
1: blackity black, 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 black. black. Midnight black. Midnight <laughs> black. Black is, when I shut my eyes, you can't see me black. <laughs> Lord. Black anyway <laughs> like, we just gonna move away from we're that we just gonna one. move away from that space because i'm literally somebody's gonna be like colorism and i'm gonna be like oh you, you want to talk about colorism i mean okay we can go there okay, because that is there. an experience in we BWI. At the table. let's go so we are at the table we have a dinner let's talk no because the thing is like in my experience with colorism is probably very different than yours mm-hmm. but like I sit at this, like, very, mid- like, middle gradient of color. Like, yeah. someday, like, the more and more that the sun disappears, the more and more light skin I'm about to get. And I'm going to be frustrated <laughs> because though I'm red differently depending mm-hmm. upon the season because the, depending upon my skin tone, mm-hmm. people treat me differently. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, like, so I get colorism from, like, the white perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm also capable of, like, switching. Depending upon who I'm with, I'm either lighter or darker. Like, I'm either, mm-hmm. like, light-skinned or dark-skinned, depending upon the other black person I'm with, right? So it's fascinating because, like, I see colorism from both lenses, but mm-hmm. even with that, like, I don't see myself as, like, dark skin, mm-hmm. but I don't have, like, light-skinned people problems. So I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know what to, like, deal with because colorism is such a fascinating thing, but especially in, like... Like, being connected to a PWI. Mm-hmm. Like, you watch as all these light-skinned people, like, fall into, like, the trap of whiteness. So much easier than, like, dark-skinned yeah, folks yeah. do because we're seen as, like, disposable. Where light-skinned people are seen as exotic. And then me sitting in the middle, I don't know what, I'm, what I am. Like, I'm a trash can, but I'm shiny, like I said. So, like, <laughs> like I just don't... Uh, yes. yes. Colorism. Yes. And whiteness. Yes. And colorism is a construction of... From whiteness. From whiteness. But it's only in the black community. Well, only, not only in the black community. Like, it's in like, a lot of communities. It's in a lot of, of color. Color, communities of color. But it's because but of whiteness. Because of whiteness. And, but and it's and not in whiteness. Else, like yeah. Except them, they want to be tan. And I'm over here like, Listen, <laughs> I've like, been tan since 93, bitch. <laughs> tan since I came out the, the womb. The womb. I came out the womb with this <laughs> hermit tan and I look glorious. glorious. My melanin stays popping. Listen. And I don't get sunburned often. <laughs> Fix that ass back, cause then you can
0: still get sunburned. You still can you sunscreen, <laughs> you y'all is important sunscreen, but I'll so speak to my all
1: the white people. Yeah, black people get sunburned too. If you have sunblock, you should share it. Um, SPF don't... 30 or above. Yes, because it's important. Because black people also experience skin cancer at higher rates than white people because y'all don't let us have sunscreen on the beaches. I'm calling out a and specific sunscreen is there.
0: usually made for white skin. There is yes. black-owned sunscreen out there yes. in the world.
1: So, fun fact for all of the white people mm-hmm. who don't like to share their sunscreen when we go to the beach.
0: Well, let me speak a little bit about my colorism experience uh, before we
1: switch tops. Uh, tops? Switch tops. Tops like <laughs> shirts or tops <laughs> like men. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah! Oh my gosh. Okay y'all, so I am a darker, deeper, complex woman. um, And for me, navigating PWIs with my deep complexion has been something of an odd experience. Um, You know, if I don't tell people where I'm from, and that's another question, when they ask, where are you from? And I'm like, Chicago? And they're like, no, really? (laughs) That's my default, my (laughs) mama's womb. And they're like, no, really? So it took me a while to learn that that was kind of a backhanded discriminatory insult. But anyway, navigating PWIs while being deeper complexion was always strange for me because I didn't really understand what it meant to have deep complexions until I was around other black people. Um, Because being in PWIs, I was always the one that stood out because it was either you were my complexion Or you were just pasty white. Um, Sometimes you had tan white folk. And that was really the gradients because I really went to super white schools. And once I started seeing more people of color come through the doors of other PWIs, then I was like, wow, it's just not one shade of black. It's lots of shades. And... I will say this being a deep complexion woman in the black community in itself is difficult because darker skinned women always get passed up for the lighter red bones. I said it. Read me if you want to. Red bones. Yes. What about
1: the yellow bones?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yes. It's, it is a discussion that's worth parsing out, but I will say we need to treat darker skinned women better and, Plus, Tupac said, the darker the berry is sweeter the juice, so get with the program.
1: You better go <laughs> ahead and quote Tupac. The like great Tupac Shakur. Shakur. Yes! Let it be, though. We got a hot fucking <laughs> But you know what? It's cute. It's, it's a bot. It's a bop. It's a bot. Everything's a Until it's not a bop. Um. So... <clears throat> Did you have a wake up moment in your PWI experience as a black person navigating them?
0: What do you mean by wake up?
1: So, like, you know how people say they woke? Well, mm-hmm. You gotta wake up sometimes. Mm-hmm. And people have their wake up moments. So, to speak a little bit to my experience, I started going to PWS from the get-go. My mom was, I'm a military brat, right? Mm-hmm. So wherever I went, like, military bases are very integrated, but, like, still predominantly white because it's the military and we live in America and white people are everywhere. But um, there was more black people, but most of the black people who are socialized in military spaces, mm-hmm. they act as, like, cogs in the machine of, like, yeah. militarism and, like, colonialism and, like, American society. And so... I thought, like, oh, if I just work really hard and pull myself up by my bootstraps, like, I'm going to do such great things as all my other friends who are around me. Mm-hmm. And then I got to high school. <laughs> and, well, it wasn't more like I, I moved from Washington State to Oklahoma. And I was like, ooh, oh, y'all don't like people who are different than you. And so I had, like, I chose to assimilate because I was like, I want to make friends. I'm new here, like, blah, 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 blah. Then I hit my junior year, and I was like, mm, mm. I have different goals than y'all. Like, I don't like beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's, let's be clear. Like, maybe the reason why I stopped trying to assimilate was because beer is disgusting. That could have been, like, 80% of the reason. Yeah. And the rest of it was like, I'm black, and I can't act like this. But, like, 80% of the reason was beer is disgusting, and I don't like it. And um, I was focused on running and trying to get a track scholarship. And... um it took that experience and like me trying to be goal oriented and like not really talk about blackness and mm-hmm. like whiteness in the way that I, I do now, but like realizing that I was not able to do the same things as like white people, and I had to do so much more to get where I wanted to be, right? And so I got to the University of Tulsa because like I, for most of my life, most of the. Um, white people I engaged with were very similar in socioeconomic class. Like I might have been at the bottom of the socioeconomic class that we were sitting in, but mm. we were very we still had like the same cultural understanding when it comes to um, class. Then I went to the University of Tulsa, where it costs ridiculous amounts of money a year to go. Um, it's a private institution and most of the people who aren't there on scholarship their parents are paying for them to be there. Mm-hmm. So they have coin. And so whenever somebody's like, oh, yeah, Isaac, like, for spring break, I want you to, like, come with me to, like, Florida and we can ride my boat, um, boat, a.k.a. yacht. Because they meant yacht, but they said boat because they don't have a concept of what, like, a boat is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they, like, were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on my yacht and we're going to go to Cancun. We're going to ride my yacht to Cancun. My yacht. And I'm just like... I have track practice, so I can't go. You asked me to spend money to fly myself to Florida with mm-hmm. what coin? And then get on a boat and just be with you on a boat in the middle of the ocean? Oh, no. That's not that's mm-hmm. not me. That's not me. That's not my life. And it, it made more sense when it was so much harder for me to connect to whiteness when I was in that experience. And then I was like... I want to be with people who are like me. And that's when I started hanging out with my black people. And then I started being like, hey, there's, like, disparity issues. And, like, also I was getting my sociology degree and my communications degree and women's and gender studies certificate. So, like, I was also all waking up to that. Like, yeah, like, I was in all the social sciences. So it took me in like, really actually, like, Mike Brown being murdered was mm-hmm. when I was like, oh no, there's an issue. But like, before I like saw it, but it never really affected me. And then it was like, oh, I want to burn the whole entire system down after that. Mm-hmm. So like, did you ever have that moment of like, whenever you woke up? Because I just yeah. told you my whole entire life <laughs> <laughs> I told you my life story. Yay.
0: There's been moments, <clears throat> I will say that I've woken up. It started maybe sophomore or junior year of college. Um, I was in a very whitewashed sport, rugby, because um, rugby is awesome and football for bitches.
1: <laughs> Nutted.
0: <laughs> read me if you want to. No, nah, but. <laughs> uh, read me if
1: you want to. But remember, <laughs> you can't find my book and it's 12th grade reading level. Get into it. Just to make oh sure you do. No,
0: but. <laughs> My God. (laughs) So I was in a very white sport in college just because, you know, I ran track. I played basketball, but I wanted to do something out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I had a lot of anger issues growing up. And I was like, you know what? This is a fun looking sport. I get to hit people and be okay with it. Um, That's when I recognized that I was black. Like, because that sport is... Is not really black. Ooh.
1: Okay, I need you to speak more to this. Okay, like, this is fascinating.
0: Okay, so one, my body type is very athletic. Mm-hmm. So for that, when they would see me, it was like, oh, you're 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 built differently. You know, you're you're in shape. What does that mean for me to be a black woman and be in shape? How is that looked at at the social society level and in this sport? You know, for one, that was they even gave me the nickname. Panther because of it. So, yeah. So, everyone called me Panther every time we go play rugby.
1: Y'all can't see my face. Cassie can see my face. I'm broken.
0: It is a face of shookness.
1: I wish. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. So,
0: realizing I was black, no. Just the only black person on that team. But I did it because I love the sport. But also wrestling with what being black meant playing you know I was always picked because oh you can run you can run and then people would make the jokes like you're such a fast runner I bet you do well running from the cops and then I'd be like oh okay I mean I ran track but it didn't go in my ear as okay this is a very discriminatory statement it went in my ear as oh I ran track I guess they noticed (laughs) (laughs)
1: When I just identified with that so hard, I was like somebody's like, Oh yeah, you run so fast, I bet you run away from the cops real fast? I'm like, I do. Like it was just like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do because I run track. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think about that. I fence pensions fast too. You ever see me hit a hurdle? Like, I'm good. Can't <laughs> do hurdles to save my life. That is Listen, not even <laughs> I tripped.
0: Not around not around realm. Like <laughs> not will not do it. <laughs> but so College for me through that sport was when the first time I really woke up and recognized my blackness. And then also moving to Boston. Boston is one of the racist cities in America. And knowing what that meant for me, how I'm automatically looked at as a nigger. And not nigger, a nigger. Um, because.
1: That hard R. Has to the me. hard R. Nigger. Urgh, like that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs>
0: It's real, though. It is real, though, because you are just another black body that passes by that these white researchers and these white institutions will use you to get their data published. And, you know, see if you compare to the standard of whiteness, which is the standard of wellness in this country. So, read me me if you want to. Whiteness equals wellness. (laughs) Wellness. Well,
1: well, well, well. Um You are. (laughs) whiteness equals wellness that yes. is uh
0: look at the data every time you compare comparing somebody it is as compared to white people white mm. men white women it used to just be white men but then you had nurses studies which then was like all right white women mm. so that's our standard of mm. wellness or wealth or anything in this country whiteness
1: so whiteness is the standard
0: it is the standard. And mm. if you aren't meeting that standard, you must be poor. You must be on welfare. You're probably black and all the other things that are holding you back. Mm. So. That's
1: real. Yeah. Damn. Mm. Yeah. We did. We did. Oh, my gosh. Well, you ready the la- my last question. Okay. My last question before we go there. We have to go all the way back to what we started with and okay. we were talking okay. about okay. it. Okay. Um, have you experienced imposter syndrome? and what did slash does it feel like because i don't know if you've gotten past it i know i have it
0: i have not Mm. i'm still going through it still going through it and it's imposter syndrome as compared to whiteness Mm -hmm. or as compared to other black people or other people of color who are well established it's like how do i
1: compete and just throw it in there yeah like my imposter syndrome from my experience comes from my queerness mm-hmm. more than it comes from like my blackness and like in this intermingling space of it okay. like i feel like i'm never I'm not i'm an imposter in my own black community because of my queerness which then makes me feel like they hold me to this high standard because they think that i like am attached to whiteness when it's actually them seeing that I'm attached to queerness Mm -hmm. and how much that intermingles with itself Mm -hmm. because black queerness is like literally like instead of it being like this hierarchy it's like this like triangle effect where it's like I'm over here in this corner on the Mm -hmm. same level as like blackness Mm -hmm. but they think that because I'm different and farther away from them they see me as being closer to whiteness but I'm really just like across the street like instead of being like on the tip top of the like Mm -hmm. rooftop I'm across the street like hey snap (laughs) like (laughs) like like that's all i got because and so like imposter syndrome from so many different angles and like feeling like okay if i'm talking about this piece and i incorporate this identity is this going to be enough for this to actually be accepted Mm -hmm. as like a good grade right like do i have to expel all of my experiences to make this stuff work because i'm in social work like we talk about like our biases and stuff like that. And I'm basically just typing out my life experience every time I type a paper. So it's like, is my, like my imposter syndrome comes more from, am I marginalized enough to even be in this space? And then on top of that, am I marginalized enough and overcame enough to be in this space? And then it's like, am I smart enough to be on the same par as these white people? And then it's like, Am I smart enough to be an academic Because I feel like academia is full of demons. And so I made a word called academia, but I didn't really make the word. I read it in an article one time, and I really latched on to it. I've,
0: all three of what you just said, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm there, right, with, right there with you.
1: Yeah, it's just, ugh, imposter syndrome is such a bitch. Like, and not even a bitch, because that means, like, I, like, people would say that I just gendered it. Like, imposter syndrome is just an asshole. An asshole, mm. Mm. like a used asshole. Damn. With some but like crusty booty. Oh. Like sweats, dr- like no. coming down the oh, side no, of mm. it. Mm-mm. Nasty Mm-mm. imagery. Mm-mm. Look, think about it. I Google want it, that. Image. I don't want that. Google it in your <laughs> head. <laughs> because who wants that? Who wants to no, experience one wants that? Right. That. But like, I feel like it's very prominent in like black people experience in PWIs mm-hmm. and. Even black people who, like, go into PWIs after they've been in, like, predominantly black spaces their whole entire life. I feel like that's probably even harder for them. But yeah. can't speak to that experience because I am. Yeah. 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 But let's take one more break and then shut it down.
0: And we're back, guys.
1: (laughs) 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 Why are we like this? I do not know. Um so now we're going to finish things up and wrap it up with what's for today. So, Cassie, I know you don't have a Twitter, but you need to get a Twitter. Do you have a Twitter?
0: I have a Twitter, but it's very inactive.
1: I need you to get on Twitter right. more.
0: Can I can I give you the handle?
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay, so at D-R underscore C O S E I 13. Same as my IG. <laughs>
1: So, you know, follow us on the socials. I'll probably, like, throw out socials at the end. But, you know, shameless plugging. I'm always here for it. Um, So, since you're not super big on Twitter, I'm going to let you in on something that Black Twitter had to deal with this week.
0: Give me the tea.
1: So, Amanda Seals, who, she's an actress, but, like, I don't know what she's in. What movies is she in? Is she in movies? Is she a TV personality? You don't know. I don't know.
0: She does. I got a friend who knows. Found a friend.
1: Found a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but, um, so she tweeted, if you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't have a passport, you're losing. In this thread of ideologies, like if you're sleeping on, a ma- on an air mattress, but you can buy Jordans and Nike suits.
0: She was an insecure
1: Oh, the one with the, the one who's pregnant. Dang. I didn't know that. Mm. That's rough. That just made me so upset. Mm. Dang, that upset me. She
0: also did a read on um Caitlyn Jenner.
1: <gasps> was it like transphobic well, or was Caitlyn it like? Caitlyn Jenner
0: and Katy Perry in that one segment because Katy was just like, I don't understand why I'm a problem. And oh.
1: <laughs> so it wasn't like she problematic.
0: Read. No. Okay, good. That's fine.
1: I mean, you're not redeemed, but... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, is redemption really what we're, like, working for? No, not necessarily. But... uh, So, like, it spawned this whole entire conversation on Twitter around what is important and, like, how poverty and poor and broke people navigate the world and how those are three completely different things. Um, How blackness and black elitism is, like, a huge thing. Like... The idea of getting a passport is not equivalent to getting Jordans, I don't think. Um, And not everybody aspires to go to a different country. Like, that's not everybody's goals. Like, hashtag goals on what you see on Instagram and people traveling and people being cute with their bays and stuff might not be goals for somebody else. And I don't think it was fair for her to make that statement, but... We can go either which way. You can start, I can start. It's almost like the read, but we're not the read because I sound like Kid Fury, but Lord Jesus knows I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. To the
0: read. To
1: the read. Oh. 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 Lord Jesus, why? <laughs> oh, my gosh, why?
0: So, Amanda Seals, her comment, um, there are two sides to that coin. I understand what she's trying to say, you know. Get your coin up. Priorities. Mm -hmm. Fine. Makes sense. But at the same time, it's a little classist, her comment, um, to assume that people can't have nice things because they want to. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know how parents would go all out for their children's prom? They may not have a dime in their bank account, but they want to make sure that child has the best and most expensive prom possible because right. <laughs> proms ain't cheap.
1: Mm-mm. Not again. But
0: that they just want their child to experience the best. So I think it's a situation of where you may have someone who just wants to live a little. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with living a little bit. Shit. Right. I splurge and I know I'm broke as shit. Oh,
1: my <laughs> God. Like, <let's, laughs> I live on a very
0: tight stipend and I still buy art pieces. So
1: Right. Like, <laughs> you know, what is the lifestyle of being a grad student unless, like, unless yeah. you're broke? Like, yes. you can't have money and be a grad student. And if you do, like... I need to be like you. Or I need to like. I need to be born and be you. I need you to know because, your trust fund. Right. I need to like give me throw me four dollars. Like <laughs> I just need four dollars today. Tomorrow I might need right. ten, but today I need four. Um, no, Amanda Steele's comment kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because I first read it and I was like, yes, passport and travel and da 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 da, and then I was like, but right. I what also really like. Saying? I really like J's. Like I was like, but I don't wear J's because I don't prioritize shoes and right. like. And the thing is, it's really difficult for me in my perspective because I'm like, okay, I kind of get what she's saying and I'm kind of vibing with what she's saying. But at the same time, like prioritizing and what you prioritize Mm. is very big and i feel like prioritizing a passport is very much connected to whiteness Mm. and like capitalism and like this identity like idea of like you need to strive to do this this and this to be acceptable and i don't think that's fair because that plays into black elitism and like the one percent of black people who have coins like ben carson's Uh, like amanda stills gave me a ben carson and i said Y'all My check ma'am. out the book, Black Bourgeoisie. Look, because it is a whole realm of people that act like they're uppity and sadiddy and they don't shit the same way we do. Uh, and don't shit the same way that white people think we do. Yeah. because it's that pull up your
0: bootstraps up mentality, your bootstraps, but I can, I not everybody it. has boots. I made Some it. I did can't it. Walk.
1: Right. Some people can't walk. <laughs> Some people ain't got boots. Right. Look. Or one boot. Or shit. one boot. You're struggling. You gotta boots. your a boot. One that don't fit. <laughs> Listen. Look, they're too small, but shoot, I got to put them on to make sure my feet don't swell what? up. But they're going to swell up because they're, they're not too really small. Long. Dang. Mm. That sucks. Maybe, Maybe if they were too big, but even if they're too big, they're going to slide and it's going to be friction. Your feet going to get messed up at the bottom. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. They got to have socks for the boots. Like, and some people ain't got socks. Some
1: people what does that mean? Socks. What is that even like a
0: That tells you there are social determinants in this world that are unexplored and ignored. And ooh,
1: ooh. look and that is what amanda still was not talking Mm -hmm, about and mm -hmm. not thinking about and i feel like that is something that a lot of people specifically like shout out to cody charles because he really went in on his twitter feed um i would give you the handle but i don't remember at this moment um like it was just there were so many different tweets that like gave me life about it because it made me think like about the difference between like what's the difference between broke and being in poverty? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'm broke, but, like, poverty is an experience. It's, like, a life experience that you hold. And, like, historic poverty is completely different than living in poverty. Like, you have different experiences based on your family lineage. And, like, I feel like even with that, Amanda, like, my mom, I don't think is going to prioritize me traveling around the world Mm -hmm. because, shoot, we can barely travel around the United States. Like i like I got to go to d c this summer, and that was lit, but like that was like coincidence and chance like you, you can't just pull up and leave because like right. your nine to five is important, family is important. me going to a family reunion is going to be prioritized even if the pre- family reunion is down the street than me going to New York City mm-hmm. and both of it costs coin, and my my mom is going to put that coin where she feels is most important. Now that might not be my my priority is, but that also plays a factor in the way that I prioritize things mm-hmm. so it's just a whole lot, it's just and whole you know
0: lot. this may be a little interesting to go into it. Her being a lighter-skinned woman, book, bring having, it back. Listen, her being a lighter-skinned woman of a certain class, being able to say, "Oh, I can, I have a passport." Where y'all, what y'all doing?
1: What y'all doing? how am I going to be right. red in Ireland compared to a dark-skinned black person? Yes. Like, we can't... Like, there's so many social determinants that that factor into it that if you make these, like, clear-cut statements, like, you're yep. always going to get pushback from it. Yep. But there's some that are going to cause more pushback than others. And this one particularly was about bla- black elitism versus, like, poor black folks. Right. And, like, it's fascinating, but we could... Oh, God, we could flesh this out for years. <laughs> if we really wanted to, we could right. touch on every single thing that Amanda Seals have. The fact that you are an actress on Insecure, mm. that, there and foremost, Lisa like whatever Issa Rae cast said, me? Look, give me. <laughs> Issa Rae, please, give me a job. I can act.
0: I need court. I'm
1: extra. I can roll up. You know
0: I got a good speaking voice.
1: Look, I can be, um what is it no did you see the thing look side note cause like clearly, we're, we're done yes. with this whole <laughs> segment, but we're gonna talk about this real quick Issa Rae was talking about um making like a gossip girl like 90210 but a black version mm-hmm. of it look if you need a gossip girl me call me I'm the most petty girl out there I will be behind a computer click clacking away typing messages <laughs> and being messy ask somebody ask my mama Ask my cousins. Ask Cassie. You ain't lying. I'm not. I would be so good. I don't even have to practice. You just need to give me the lines. And I'll do it. It'll be so good. So good. Uh. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> any final words or final thoughts on the first episode of the table where everybody is invited?
0: Everything was delicious. Delicious. We ate, I didn't ate we? Well,
1: we're really about to go get food after this. Listen. So maybe because who's hungry? But I <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, but no, um, so the table has its own social media and stuff like that. Um, most of it is like at the table pod. Um, there's a Facebook page so far. Um, the at on Twitter, it's at the underscore table underscore pod. So pod as in P O D. Thank you. <laughs> Cause I don't know, you know, I got an accent, but I don't know where it's from. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where it's from. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But then it's mixed with, like, some, like, Western Uh society. (laughs) Why am I like this? Uh, But, yeah. um, Give out your Twitter or uh, IG handles. You can follow me. At All Time Isaac, because I'm Isaac all the time. Know that. That's that's who I am. But, um, yes, at All Time Isaac on Instagram, Twitter. um, And just please go, like, and follow the... Yeah. P- tables like social medias, all the social medias yeah. and like and subscribe I think that's what these people say Is on these things I don't know Well
0: y'all help me revitalize my dead ass Twitter <laughs> Shit has been inactive for the years oh my So at dr underscore c-o-s-e-i-13
1: Say that one more time but slower <laughs>
0: <laughs> At doctor Underscore c o s e i one three. Thank you. <laughs>
1: like because you know somebody gonna be like in the comments. Why she say it so fast? I'm gonna be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer. It's the same as my IG. So come through with the follows. Come through with the follows. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the table. Where <clears throat> everybody <laughs> the to me y'all. Anyway, y'all. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.